Hi, I'm Zach Cooper from the American Enterprise Institute. And I'm Ali Wine. I'm a senior analyst with Eurasia Group's Global Macro Practice. And we thought that we would talk a little bit today about some of the debate about Chinese strategy going forward. And there's been a lot of debate. And Ali, you and, and Ryan Haas have contributed an important piece on this recently. Uh, and foreign Thank policy you. wrote, uh, China's diplomacy is limiting its own ambitions, which is an argument with, its, with which I strongly agree. Um, so I want to ask sort of two broad questions. The first is, where do you see Chinese diplomacy heading this year, especially in light of the fact that we are heading into the centenary, uh, the 100th anniversary of the Communist Party? Um, and it seems like this is going to really shape some of what Beijing does over the next year. Well, Zach, it, it's great to be talking with you, and I, I really appreciate the kind words and, and the vote of confidence uh, in, in the article. It, it means a lot coming from you. So I'll offer just a few preliminary thoughts, and then I'd be very curious to hear what you think. Uh, I think that it's very unlikely that we're going to see a substantial recalibration in Chinese diplomacy before next fall's 20th Party Congress. I think that with the, the centenary of the Chinese Communist Party upcoming, I think that Chinese, uh, China's leadership wants to promulgate simultaneously uh, two narratives, two parallel reinforcing narratives. The first is that of Beijing's inexorable resurgence, and the second is that of America's terminal decline. Uh, I think that China wants to con China's leadership wants to convey to the public that the global strategic balance is irreversibly shifting, and I think that it's fearful, despite this coalescence of advanced industrial democracies that we're witnessing in real time, I think that China's leadership is wary of conveying any intimation that it might be acquiescing to external pressure to recalibrate its foreign policy. So I, I suspect that we, we may well see a doubling down uh, on the part of the leadership in Beijing between now and the 20th Party Congress. Uh, if China continues down this course, however, I suspect that, that a strategic alignment between those democracies I just mentioned is likely to intensify. It's likely to impose limitations on China's long-term strategic outlook. So I think an interesting question, and, and I'd be really curious, Zach, you know, what your thinking is on, on this question. Do you think that China might recalibrate after next fall's party congress? And if so, uh, what steps do you think uh, might they take and what watch posts would you be looking for? It's a really interesting question, and I, I completely agree with your assessment. It strikes me that you know the next year is going to be a pretty tense year in U.S.-China relations, and that at the end of the day, I doubt that Xi Jinping is going to want to sort of back down at all uh, over this period. And I think there are going to be lots of opportunities for for uh, tension. You know, obviously the centenary is happening in a week, uh, and then we're going to head into a period where I think a lot in Beijing will be focused on the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And I would expect the Olympics to be a pretty tense topic, not just because of COVID concerns. And, you know, I think there'll be lots of discussion about the effectiveness of China's vaccines, but I think there's going to be a huge amount of pressure on human rights issues uh, before the Olympics and leading up to them. And then, of course, as you noted, you know, the party Congress happens after that. And it just doesn't seem like there's any way that um, the relationship is really going to get better before then. I guess my sense is that you might see a bit of moderation after the party Congress. And, you know, the, the path forward might be a bit more of uh, what she seemed to announce uh, in the last few weeks, this perhaps a softening of, of China's image abroad. Mm -hmm. But, 
you know, what I find really interesting is even though she seemed to suggest that he wanted that softening of China's image abroad, it doesn't seem to really be exactly what Chinese diplomats are doing at the moment. Um, you, we've seen the pressure continue in this sort of wolf warrior style that some people have have called it. Um certainly seem to continue. So I, I think you're right that, you know, maybe after the party Congress, things could calm down a bit, but boy, they could get a lot worse between now and then too. I strongly agree. And it has been somewhat surprising to me that I remember, and, and I've, I've conveyed this sentiment to a number of, uh, a number of other uh, you know, friends and coworkers that I really expected last year when China started eliciting quite significant international pushback for its its initial handling of the, the coronavirus pandemic and some of its regional diplomacy that it might recalibrate because uh, Chinese officials and Chinese uh, uh, influential foreign policy scholars have long observed that in order for China to sustain its contemporary resurgence, it would need to forge stronger relationships both within the Asia Pacific, with major powers in the Asia Pacific and with major powers further afield. And yet it seems that China is actively, uh, despite warnings from within and abroad, it's doubling down on a course of almost self-sabotage. And so I'm, I'm struck. The only hypothesis that I can think of, or one of the hypotheses that I can think of, is that perhaps China believes that so long as its economic growth and technological capacity uh, continue uh, their, their forward momentum, that perhaps it doesn't need to pay undue heed to external criticism. And so there's perhaps a belief that through sheer economic heft alone, uh, China can overcome the external criticism that it's facing. But I think that it's a dubious hypothesis. I think that's exactly right. Uh, I think Chinese leaders are going to be disappointed if they adopt that approach, but we'll have to leave it there because we're at the end of our time. Thanks, Ali. Thank you.